Chapter Seven of *The Magic of Oz* by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven, The Forest of Gugu. In the central western part of the Yellican country is a great tangle of trees called Gugu Forest. It is the biggest forest in all Oz, and stretches miles and miles in every direction north south east and west adjoining it on the east side is a range of rugged mountains covered with underbrush and small twisted trees you can find this place by looking at the map of the land of oz gugu forest is the home of most of the wild beasts that inhabit oz these are seldom disturbed in their leafy haunts because there is no reason why the Oz people should go there except on rare occasions, and most parts of the forest have never been seen by any eyes but the eyes of the beasts who make their home there. The biggest beasts inhabit the great forest, while these smaller ones live mostly in the mountain underbrush at the east. Now, you must know that there are laws in the forests as well as in every other place and these laws are made by the beasts themselves and are necessary to keep them from fighting and tearing one another to pieces in the gugu forest there is a king an enormous yellow leopard called gugu after whom the forest is named and this king has three other beasts to advise him in keeping the laws and maintaining order Bru the bear Lou the unicorn and rango the gray ape who are known as the king's counselors all these are fierce and ferocious beasts and hold their high offices because they are more intelligent and more feared than their fellows since oz became a fairyland no man woman or child ever dies in that land nor is anyone ever sick likewise the beasts of the forest never die so that long years add to their cunning and wisdom as well as to their size and strength it is possible for beasts or even people to be destroyed but the task is so difficult that it is seldom attempted because it is free from sickness and death is one reason why oz is a fairyland but it is doubtful whether those who come to Oz from the outside world, as Dorothy and Button Bright and Trot and Cap'n Bill and the Wizard did, will live forever or cannot be injured. Even Ozma is not sure about this, and so the guests of Ozma from other lands are always carefully protected from any danger so as to be on the safe side. In spite of the laws of the forests, there are often fights among the beasts some of them have lost an eye or an ear or even had a leg torn off the king and the king's counselors always punish those who start a fight but so fierce is the nature of some beasts that they will at times fight in spite of laws and punishment over this vast wild forest of gugu flew two eagles one morning and near the center of the jungle the eagles alighted on a branch of a tall tree here is the place for us to begin our work said one who was ruggedo the gnome do many beasts live here asked kiki aru the other eagle 
The forest is full of them, said the gnome. There are enough beasts right here to enable us to conquer the people of Oz if we can get them to consent to join us. To do that, we must go among them and tell them our plans, so we must now decide on what shapes we had better assume while in the forest. I suppose we must take the shape of beasts, said Kiki. Of course, but that requires some thought. All kinds of beasts live here, and a yellow leopard is king. If we became leopards, the king will be jealous of us. If we take the forms of some of the other beasts, we shall not command proper respect. I wonder if the beasts will attack us, asked Kiki. I'm a gnome and immortal, so nothing can hurt me, replied Ruggedo. I was born in the land of Oz, so nothing can hurt me, said Kiki. But in order to carry out our plans, we must win the favor of all the animals of the forest. Then what shall we do? asked Kiki. Let us mix the shapes of several beasts, so we will not look like any one of them, proposed the wily old gnome. Let us have the heads of lions, the bodies of monkeys, the wings of eagles, and the tails of wild asses, with knobs of gold on the end of them instead of bunches of hair. Won't that make a queer combination? inquired Kiki. The queerer the better, declared Ruggedo. All right, said Kiki. You stay here, and I'll fly away to another tree and transform us both and then we'll climb down our trees and meet in the forest. No, said the gnome, we mustn't separate. You must transform us while we are together. I won't do that, asserted Kiki firmly. You're trying to get my secret, and I won't let you. The eyes of the other eagle flashed angrily, but Ruggedo did not dare insist. If he offended this boy, he might have to remain an eagle always, and he wouldn't like that. Some day he hoped to be able to learn the secret word of the magical transformations, but just now he must let Kiki have his own way. All right, he said gruffly. Do as you please. So Kiki flew to a tree that was far enough distant so that Ruggedo could not overhear him and said, I want Ruggedo the gnome and myself to have the heads of lions, the bodies of monkeys, the wings of eagles, and the tails of wild asses, with knobs of gold on the ends of them instead of bunches of hair. Pierzakwixel. He pronounced the magic word in the proper manner, and at once his form changed to the one he had described. He spread his eagle's wings, and finding they were strong enough to support his monkey body and lion head, he flew swiftly to the tree where he had left Ruggedo. The gnome was also transformed, and was climbing down the tree, because the branches all around him were so thickly entwined that there was no room between them to fly. Kiki quickly joined his comrade, and it did not take them long to reach the ground. End of chapter 7